0: At 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush. With Podcast Award winner, Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas.
1: We didn't take players from Oklahoma. We took players from the transfer portal. April Fools! It was. It was very sudden. I... Was totally committed to our team as we made a championship and playoff run. We're closer than you guys think, and we're probably a little bit closer than the fan base, you know, national perception, all that thing.
0: April Fools.
1: Yeah, very early Sunday morning, uh, USC engaged with some interest and wanted to have a conversation, and honestly, Scott, that's the first conversation at any point in my time at Oklahoma that I'd ever had with uh, with another football team. April Fools. I can tell you personally, if I'm looking at a guy um, that's a potential transfer incoming here, and that guy quit on his team midseason, season unless there's a extenuating circumstance, I- I'm going to have a hard time taking them. <laughs> uh, I think you suck.
2: <laughs> oh, well... You remember that clip you played to start off yesterday's show?
3: No, actually.
2: The Barstool Oh,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. How how, OU fans aren't sure that they even like Brett Venables. We're just all convincing each other. We like him, right? Right? Yeah. No, I mean,
2: we do, right? He's awesome, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: I think that they're getting those cues from you.
0: Good.
3: I think you bring it. Yeah, please. Credit me. I don't care.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, as I look at the homepage for ESPN's college football, they got Lincoln Riley on there talking about uh, the new realities and another wild year of the transfer portal. Hmm. Right? Um, I'll tell you, it is interesting in there. You know, because I heard heard you guys talking about it. I saw Parker Thune put it out on the Twitter social media app earlier today that Justin Harrington is yeah, back. buddy. Now he quit on his team mid season, just like Lincoln Riley was talking about. right Yeah, there. who
3: quit earlier on the team? Justin Harrington or <laughs> Justin Harrington quit in October. I feel like Muleshoe quit in like same August. time. Like, yeah.
2: Maybe was, that are you telling me that's why um Harrington went into the transfer portal, he knew that the gig was up with Lincoln
3: Riley. Maybe so. Huh. You know, that's great. Who quit on the team before Neil <laughs> Sheward, Justin Harrington. That's so funny.
2: Well uh yeah, April Fools, there's been a lot of that crap floating around out there. I mean you know, everyone there's like this big push to cancel daylight savings and everything. I say we cancel April Fool's. Whoa, job. you sound like a fun guy. Boy, doesn't Teddy
3: sound like a guy you want to have a beer with? I want to cancel all the fun on April Fool's. I don't like all this crap. Do you have fun with it? Nah, actually, it was <laughs> annoying me so much last hour because, you know, Lebius Overton commits to A&M. And people all over the text line are like, "It was an April Fool's joke." Hillepious commits to OU, and I know the day, and I know that that's not true, and I know that they're kidding, but I still have to like continually search for Twitter. Like, did he really? <laughs> you know? But no, I had the opportunity to make that open today, so uh, I find the I find the, I find the holiday quite enjoyable. We got a we got another one coming up uh, at the four o'clock hour that doesn't have oh, really? to. Yeah, I mean it's a. It's a different one. I don't give it away, but it's it's a fun one too. Okay. We we have fun on a, on April Fool's Day. We hey, do. you brought up uh the name that shall not be mentioned. He made an interesting comment here recently. Who? Muleshoe.
2: Okay. Now, B What per- do you mean? I I brought him up, you had a whole intro nah, I guess about true. Lincoln Riley. I, yeah, 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 fair.
3: <laughs> okay. I guess that's true. Now, um, this prepare to hear the worst audio you've ever heard in your life. Okay. Now, let me preface this a little bit. There was a reporter asking him about his offensive line, to which he said, oh, you know, we're close. But the, the reporter's point was this offensive line apparently has had You know, several coaches, several O line coaches throughout the past few years, and asked about what Lincoln thought about that. Um, Here's what he said at the tail end of the answer. told you it was the worst audio you've ever heard in your life but could you make out what he said
2: is he he's he's saying that everyone's going to talk about the the previous staff was the worst ever and the yeah. new guys that can't come in are the best ever yeah
3: he's like that's how it always works but it's not always true
2: hmm. what I do you think, think well I think there is there's a lot of truth to that I I think that there is um I think sometimes uh, the last regime is the worst and the new regime is the best. That happens. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. It happened here, the transition from 1998
3: to 1999. I'd say that OU uh, won that whole deal, yeah.
2: Right. So um, sometimes it happens. I don't know. Gosh, I haven't even looked who all was on Hilton's staff uh, previously at USC, but there, there had to have been good coaches. And there's a lot of really good coaches out there. It's just the situations are different. You know, uh, uh, coaches at certain places are up against, I mean, you're playing against a loaded deck uh, a lot of times. And, You're just not going to be able to have success. Everyone's not on a level playing field. So I do agree with what he's saying, but are you suggesting that that is... A shot meant for the University of Oklahoma football fans? Yeah,
3: and he thought that he would just make the comment to the liberal USC media out there and no one around here will hear it, but he hadn't met me before, buddy. Oh, I I find it all. I I capture it all. Don't worry. He tried
2: to slide it in Uh, with some terrible audio? Yeah,
3: well, he pretty much succeeded there with that. That's the worst audio clip I've ever heard. I feel bad for even playing that. But yeah, I think he I think he was trying to that was a little bit of a slide there. Right. He he uh, knows what everyone's saying here.
2: Well, I don't know. I don't know the situation with their offensive line. I don't know um the talent level, but either the talent level is really bad or the coaching was really bad, you're going to have to pick one or the other because they were 4-8. and eight.
3: Yeah, he's uh, he's really putting the brakes on things right now. He, he said recently, like, well, uh, we need to work on some depth here. Uh, depth is how you win championships. And, uh, we hey, we've got some talented guys in the room, sure, but we've got to establish he, – he's doing the whole – he's seen the roster now and there's still all this excitement about the hire and now he's like all right guys let's uh, temper our expectations a little bit in year 1 when is that he going to have trick?
2: the tom herman quote of i think it's good to have high expectations but i think it's smart to be realistic well, i think
3: tom was like do not expect a national championship in year 1
2: yeah i don't i honestly i don't know i don't know really what to expect from usc um, I talked to one of the guys out there, and he said they're they're going to be terrible, but you know that's kind of always what the approach is That you sounds know?
3: like every assistant coach across right. the country at at some point i don't, right. I don't know how we're going to tackle how we're going <laughs> to score points. But what's funny is it sounds (laughs) – We
2: can't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball.
3: I mean, I've been hearing that around here forever. Like, oh, gosh, they just – they don't know, man. They don't know how they're going to do it.
2: It was kind of true, though.
3: And then I hear Lebby saying, oh, my God, I've got all these pieces offensively. These guys are amazing. So I don't really know how to react. I know how to react to the coaches freaking out about their own position groups. Like, okay, that's normal. They'll get it figured out. I don't really know how to react to a new offensive coordinator saying – Oh my <laughs> God, I've got the best offense Hell this is the best defender. thing I've
1: ever seen. Yeah,
3: that's what he sounds like.
2: Uh if 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 that offense from the little I've seen, the little the, the little that I witnessed happened to be a, a really good day to be there, but if that offense gets um you know it's rough around the edges right now. If they get smooth, efficient, and and play at the speed that Levy wants to play at, I've got no other way to describe it other than Blitzkrieg. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's the only way to really to really define what what's what it's like to watch him go down the field. So
3: uh, Parker's all aboard the Javante Barnes train, and apparently Braden Willis's too. On on their podcast, he was saying like, "This kid's the real deal." What did you what you see out of the running backs while you were there? Is that did you see that from Barnes? Did you see it from Eric Gray or someone else what was going on there?
2: I thought the I thought the Barnes kid stood out. I thought he looked pretty good out there. Um what did he look like the best one out there? I think he looked really good carrying the football. I think uh is zero Eric Gray? Yes, I think Eric Gray looked the 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 best all around. Um, I and mean, I think Barnes is number two. Is that right? Yeah, he looked pretty good. He looked good out there. What about Marcus Major? You know what? I don't even remember seeing him. That doesn't oh, that's mean a great he- sign. No, that doesn't mean that he wasn't there. I just, well, I, Because I was. There's so much happening. Uh, I was typically watching. Well, uh, but like that, the backers and the safeties.
3: But that's interesting. Is you don't? I mean, maybe he was out there. Maybe he wasn't. You don't really remember one way or the other. But it sounds like you do remember the true freshman Javante Barnes, and you do remember Eric Gray. So that's well, that's something to note.
2: I wouldn't note that because I'm noting it. I was I was standing there ta- talking to someone, and I was asking them about the the running backs I or did something happen out there with the running backs and then that brought it up and I asked and um and we were just kind of talking about it while I that's whenever I was watching the backs while we were talking about it so that I wouldn't I would not take that at all to say that uh the major kid either Looked good. Didn't look good. Wasn't there. I just didn't happen to notice him during that brief section. But I did notice number two, and he looked pretty good. Okay, that's what my takeaway and is. And here's the thing: I kudos to him for showing up. Well, I guess they've been there for a little bit, but I, you're supposed to be in high school and you're taking handoffs in uh, drills and scrimmages against. Like the big boys, and we're going all out football. That's like a massive step up in in like not just competition, but responsibility, and like there's a lot going oh, yeah. on out there.
3: I, you, the practice that you were you were at earlier this week, you said it was the most physical practice you'd seen there in ten years. And he's standing out in the most physical practice you've seen in ten years. That's that says something.
2: Well, I just think about like a high school running back. They rarely even get tackled, right? Like The, the really, really good guys, I mean, you're running over and running through and running around guys that are, for the it, most it, part, smaller than you. If you're a four you.
3: and a five-star back, you're really not getting tackled, especially yeah. in the second level, unless you run up against a three or a four or a five-star corner safety nickel, whatever.
2: Or you happen to run over some poor kid and trip over him yeah, right. whenever he's rolling <laughs> yeah. on his back. But like to take to go from that to being able to find space and and then all of a sudden a four or five yard run is a nice run right trying to find little windows to to find some space and it, you're not always just running over guys you're you're on the almost every player running back has in college and pro you have a couple of nice moves. You get some good forward momentum, and then you get blasted backwards as the play ends. You know that's that's how most of the plays uh, come to a conclusion. It's it's just like, even though I think that running back, wide out, corner, and to a lesser degree defensive line, even though I think that like, running back is one of the places that you can like come in immediately and play, it's also one of the biggest like shocks to the system on how how different it is and how difficult it is.
3: But if it works out for him, and if it works out for Marcus Major this offseason, tell me if you can get down with this. I, I was telling this to Parker last hour. I, I feel like if, if those things happen with those two, and there's still a couple other guys that could really factor into this, like I think we could be talking about OU having the best group of running backs in the conference next year. Now, will they have a superstar in the group? Very much yet to be seen. Eric Gray's got to take a a big step for that to be the case, but I feel like Mm. come September, they're going to have a pretty strong one, two, three little trio back there.
2: Yeah, I do too. I'm curious as to what Jeff Lebby's – like what his theory is on that like do you split carries do you go with three backs do you have like a feature back that's your guy and you're gonna you're gonna like give him 80 percent of the carries on a day I wonder what his like his perfect scenario is I guess I mean every coach's perfect scenarios have uh three awesome running backs and split them into third so you're fresh the whole year round but I just I wonder what his methodology is going to be there as far as deciding how many guys are going to play at back because I feel like and I'm bringing up the statistics now I feel like last year at, at Ole Miss it was pretty spread out yeah
3: well I mean Matt Corral ran it a ton now, he's not going to have a quarterback this year that's going to have the amount of rushing attempts that Matt attempts. Corral yeah Dylan Gabriel's not going to have that this year
2: they had three running backs though that had over a hundred carries okay. Uh, Ely had 133 carries. Snoop Connor had 130, and then Parrish had 105. And then you throw Corral Dang, in there. Dang, that's pretty
3: head. split. That's about as split as I've seen it between three different and, guys. And the
2: yards are pretty split too. Um, I mean, they're all all three of those backs are all in the five at uh, five yards a carry average. So. And didn't, did Snoop Connor have an injury at some point in the season? Maybe. I feel like he may have, so. I don't know. I think, I'll I'll say this, I feel feel pretty good about the running back spot. I feel like Eric Gray is going to really thrive in this system. I
3: I think he's going to be running back one once the season starts, and I don't, I mean, I think he probably holds on to that for, for the entirety of the year. I, I'm not worried about skill positions this year. Skill positions now, will be fine.
2: I will tell you. It'll be okay. Frankly, that I was told, and this was just like a speaking in generalities about what's been going on throughout spring. Did I have someone say that it wouldn't shock him if by the end of the year The kid number two, Barnes, is, you know, maybe sliding into taking the bulk of the rushing attempts.
3: Wow. So the hype is real on Javante Barnes.
2: But there's a long time to go before any of that.
3: There's also been a short amount of time out on the practice field. And if you've shown that type of ability in a short amount of time, there's something there. there. There's a long way to go. I don't. Think that that necessarily has to be looked at as a negative for a true freshman. I think yeah. that should be looked at as a massive positive for a guy like him. Yeah,
2: but I, before we hit a timeout, let me just finish this point. I, it always happens like both ways. Either this young guy's going to be awesome, right? He's been amazing so far. Or this young guy, uh, He's not very good, Like right, he's, he's a long, he's a long way off right now. And it all, it almost always balances out. The guy that looks amazing early on, it right, starts to come back to the pack a little bit. And the guy who, you know, is running around like a chicken with his head cut, cut off out there starts to, to settle in a little bit, find some, find some things that he's good at work off of those, get some understanding of what's happening out there. It all typically balances out somewhat.
3: Yeah. I, Freshmen do tend to hit a wall at some point during the regular season and I think we saw that with Deuce Vaughn at Kansas State his freshman Deuce. year. Let's let's hope that doesn't happen to him. But that's a yeah, that is what's a long ways off.
2: Yeah. All right, quick timeout, opening timeout. Hit us on the Air Cover Solutions text line 651-3439. This
0: hour of the rush is brought to you by Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers. Check out your local dealers for great purchase and lease deals on the full line of Buick's and GMC trucks. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure,
3: you can... Inside the Brown O'Haver Studios, let's wake up the uh, Air Covered Solutions text line a little bit with a question. Want your interaction on the text line. So, WrestleMania, WrestleMania is this weekend in Arlington. Mm -hmm. But the WWE is also going to host tryouts in uh, Frisco and they've got 45 current and current and former athletes that are trying out for the WWE. Huh. So, let's think of Stoop's era players. Which player from the Stoop's era would have been the best WWE wrestler? Now, so, not don't only think about big human beings here. Mm-hmm. You got to think about showmanship. That's what the WWE is all about. Right. I feel like I have the right answer here. I feel like I had the perfect combination of both.
2: Well, the first thought instantly, especially playing days, with the long hair, uh, the tattoos, the uh, loud personality, you've got to go with Dvorak.
3: It's not who I was thinking. Okay. Now, the person— It is a defensive lineman, though. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Huh. Stoops era defensive lineman with a lot of personality. I feel like that kind of gives it away. that's it? Yeah, that's all you need. Defensive lineman with a lot of personality. Um really good in the NFL, too, by the way. After your time. You're
2: talking about Gerald McCoy. I'm talking
3: about Gerald McCoy. That was the first name that came to mind. He is yeah. a he's a big dude. He's an athletic dude. Uh he's got some real personality. He would never be the bad boy of the WWE. I think he'd end up being a very likable guy. He's
2: like he's a cerebral kind of guy. Uh but that is a good one. Now, I'll tell you who I think would be awesome right now. Lane Johnson.
3: Yeah, he he's got he's got some personality and he he has a very much I honestly do not give a rip what you think about me type of attitude. Right. <laughs> I mean, he really is. It, he, he's, got that, he's got that going for him. Right. I mean, uh, he is Stoop era, so he counts.
2: Yeah. I think Lane Johnson would be good um, in his time because of the wrestling background. Um, Davin Joseph would, would have been a good one.
3: Dan Cody's getting a lot of love on the text line right now DC,
2: yes DC would have been great
3: Would he be a likable WWE guy Or would he have been one of the more Hated personalities that they have
2: Uh, I think it would have been likable Because I haven't heard from Dan
3: In like 6 or 7 years now It's been a while so I don't really know what's going on
2: He's doing well Uh, I think he would would have been the the likable guy I see Hager on there. Yeah, Hager uh, Hager pulled it off. Uh, Jack Swagger, huh? Anyone else? Trent Williams is on the
3: text line. Yeah, I does he have the personality to do it? He's a giant human being that can move around. Oh no, so that it matters. <laughs> you're right.
2: <laughs> uh, like the best one would be Baker if he could grow some long Honestly, hair.
3: Honestly, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Ray Mysterio was a tiny guy and uh he 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 was great at it.
2: PED Baker uh could be a WWE guy. Oh my gosh,
3: Baker is already outspoken as it is and <laughs> if he was on PEDs though, could you imagine? Oh man.
2: Yeah. Um I th- I think that well hmm Tom Ward
3: is on the text line, by the way. Tom yes, Ward, the British missile m- could get in the there. British and mix bulldog it, mix it up with people.
2: Hmm. Quentin Griffin is on here. Uh he was a obviously a great athlete, very, very, very quiet. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Is
3: you guys got to think more in terms of showmanship. Tommy uh, Harris has
2: some personality now. You got to
3: have personality if you're going to be a big star to be in the WWE.
2: Tommy Harris had uh, I was a pretty big personality. Uh Yeah, I don't know. No wide receivers, DBs, running backs. Wide receivers? I don't even know.
3: Uh wide receivers, no, man. I mean, Jordan all-
2: Smallwood had the physique for it.
3: Yeah, but no, nah, I, I think this is a it's an offensive line, it's a linebacker, and it's a defensive line type of thing. Roy is definitely. I mean, Roy did some TV with oh, the
2: Storage war stuff. I see one there. Stryker, Stryker would be pretty good. Yeah, he would be. Stryker would be really good. Turk is on there. Russell Dennison. T- Turk, Turk, yes. Russell Dennison, yes. Russell Dennison would
3: be a problem though because you have like a script. You have a whole script to go off of, like everything's predetermined and you know what move the guy that you're uh, facing off with, what's going to happen. I feel like Russell Dennison would get so pumped up running out to the ring that he would forget all that and it would actually be a real wrestling match out there. He would try yeah. to kill the other guy across from him.
2: I see Phil Lodehole on there because of the size. Yes. Um, Russell Dennison, who were the two guys um they were tag team partners, shaved heads, and the one guy would lick the other dude's head. Uh,
3: dude, if you're asking me about wrestling history, uh, I have no idea, but that I know would be we've Russell got Denison. I know we've got some wrestling fans that'll probably let us know pretty soon. I see Ron
2: L. Lewis, uh, no doubt about it. Nick Harris doing some acting himself right now. He plays uh uh, Ray Lewis and that also Kurt dr- Warner.
3: dropping F-bombs on our post-game show.
2: They had a couple beverages. you know. What's <laughs> I, wrong with that? I
3: think there were more than a couple consumed that day. And I didn't know what to do. Like I got crap for that.
2: Bushwhackers. I, That's right. It was the Bushwhackers.
3: I, what was I supposed to do in that moment? Nick Harris is ripped out of his mind. He, there's a reason why he got mentioned as a great guy to do WWE. Yeah. I wasn't going to be like, all right, get out of here. You dropped the f bomb.
2: Bushwhackers. And
3: plus, and plus a minute for the entertainment. Just let him go on.
2: Bushwhackers, Bushwhackers, Bushwhackers. Um, yes. A lot of, a lot Told of, you we had a lot of wrestling we do. fans on Some here Some WWE fans out there. Oh, Buki. Buki would be a good wrestler. There he, you go. He
3: would run out with the sledgehammer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sledgehammer. Yeah. Good stuff.
3: He would uh, he would lose the fight, but still get charged for a celebration penalty, something like that. <laughs> okay. are, are you going to order WrestleMania this weekend? That will no. not be going on at uh, our house.
2: No i I haven't watched WWE in a really really long time. I had my moments, and I went to WrestleMania when it was in Detroit. That was probably oh, wow. That would have been two thousand and seven. Uh, I went to WrestleMania. They had it, in, it at Ford Field. That was pretty cool. And I went to a lot of the uh, went to a lot of like the parties and stuff that they had surrounding it. That was pretty cool. Pretty
3: yeah, cool. I, I told you I was at the one in Oklahoma City, but a month or two ago, however long it was, it was awesome. Yeah, it was. I would go to. I wouldn't pay a ticket to go to WrestleMania. But if someone said, hey, uh, we got a free ticket to WrestleMania, you want to go? I-, I would 100% go.
2: Do you remember? I'd there be was, all about it. There was a dude that was a uh, wrestler at the time. I think he was a collegiate wrestler, and he ended up he did some MMA as well. I think his name was Bobby Lashley. Do you remember him?
3: No, I don't remember Bobby just Lashley.
2: Just a just gigantically jacked out of his mind uh, dude. And I was at a club that week, and there was some wrestlers and stuff there, and I thought he was going to murder a guy <laughs> in, in, a, uh, in a nightclub. Shocker, a wrestler yeah.
3: almost about to murder a guy. Did he have the cauliflower ear to go along with it? I, I
2: don't think so. I don't think so, but he was so... Huge. Stutzman's on the text line as well. Yeah, Stoops era, yeah. but
3: got, okay. got got a chance there. Hey, before we hit a break, so the spring game is what three weeks from tomorrow, I guess. What's the smart? We what's the smart buy here? Is the smart buy two ten dollar tickets, and you know you just get a regular seat out there like everyone else, probably lower bowl, or is the play? Since we don't know what the weather is going to be, is the play the twenty five dollar South End Zone uh, suite area?
2: You can get that for twenty five bucks.
3: My wife was telling me this morning she was thinking, like, do you want to do like the ten dollar thing or do you want to do the twenty five dollar thing? I was like, hey, we get the option of the twenty five dollar Zone uh, South End Zone, or let's let's go. I I think that's the obvious play if you can do it.
2: That's I think that's the way to go. I would do that no matter what. Now, the only negative to that is if you have a day like the 2018 spring game with a 50-mile-an-hour north wind, it's going to be hitting you right in the face.
3: Well, then you could go inside and hang out in the suite then. like That's Perfect. why I think it's it's basically you're buying insurance if you're buying that ticket. That's
2: I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, you just go hang out at the, uh, the drink stand, right, if, if the weather's that bad that day. Hey, I was just thinking, before we hit a timeout, Whenever you said uh um uh, Stoop's era I think I've always just looped everything Stoop's era from 99 to present. Do we have to like rank be- since he's gone no, no, Riley era no, players? It, it
3: didn't exist. It okay. did, it it's just it's an extension of the Stoop's era is what it is.
2: Yeah. It, it, it feels that way. It
3: really does. It'll never it it'll never feel like that was its own yeah. little era. It'll be like, yeah, the – and then at the end of the Stoops era, we started the Venables era, and wow, wasn't that great. Wow, and some good times happened.
2: Since that is – you know, he was the defensive coordinator for the majority of stoops's tenure, I think that this, this is still – technically Stoops era, right? He
3: coached in a game, so it's got to be the Stoops era. And
2: he was at practice the other day whenever I was there, so still Stoops era. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Keep hitting the text
0: line, 651-3439. This hour of The Rush is brought to you by Central Oklahoma.
3: It is The Rush, brought to you by Pacifico. Pacifico, let it remind you to live life. Anchors up. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Couple of big bits of news today. Five-star defensive lineman Lebby Overton does, in fact, pick Texas A&M. OU wasn't even on the table. Didn't even have a hat on the table for Lebby Overton. It was A&M, Georgia, and Oregon hats. He's going to <laughs> Aggie land. Yeah, I know.
2: Well, you know, here's the interesting thing about that. And I know there's going to be a group of fans that are upset about it. But why do you think those three were on the table?
3: Well, we know the reason for that. You know, we make fun of A&M all the time for being so heavily involved with NIL. I'm sure Oregon is probably not that far behind. We just don't talk about them as much. They have the money. Yep. They have the will to play the game. And they have a head coach that will, uh, apparently, will do anything to win. Right. And, I, of course, probably the same with Georgia, too.
2: Right, yeah. So, and I know that there's, there's going to be a group of the fan base that is, is going to be upset that Oklahoma isn't offering – Huge Nil deals. Well, here's the thing, man. Number one, Oklahoma can't, right? It has to be done separate the university. And it's 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 just been I, there's been a lot of schools that have operated in this this uh, this environment, In an illegal way For a long time And if you'll notice It's way easier And way quicker For those schools to be able to Put these things together with A massive amount of money in them right No
3: doubt they already had the system in place Yeah
2: so Oklahoma It's like we haven't been set up for this, so it's, it's become way more difficult.
3: We don't even have the direct deposits set up. A and M and all these SEC schools have had the direct deposits set up for twenty years now.
2: Right. So it, it it's it's going to take a while for Oklahoma to get all of that geared up. And here's the other part of it, man. I the the fan base is pooling that money, so. I know that fans are are going to be mad about it but like the fans are going to have to pull that money. Yeah, but I'm not going to give some goes.
3: I'm not going to give a massive reactionary take to this to where OU's got to go above and beyond for NIL. They got to be a player in it no doubt about it, but I even if OU had the funds and the money pulled together, I don't necessarily think I would want OU to pay 8 million dollars for a quarterback like Tennessee did. You know why? Because I don't think OU needs to entice someone for $8 million to come play quarterback for them. Tennessee might. And I don't think Oklahoma's in that desperate of a situation.
2: I'm, I, I totally agree. And I, I don't want to give massive NIL deals to high school kids, which we got to stop calling it an NIL deal. It is not an NIL deal. It is not some name, image, and likeness thing. That is not what's going on. It is a contract to give you a ton of money, and in return, you're going to have to like maybe go speak at a couple of events. No, no doubt. Yeah, a year. That's all it is. It's, it, it, it's, it's way closer to free
3: agency now.
2: Yeah, it is. It's not name, image, and likeness that you're able to go out and capitalize on your name, image, and likeness, and people are. Are are you know paying you like what the market rate is to have someone endorse a product or make an appearance? Like that's not what's happening. You are they are flooding funds with money and paying high school kids a ton of money just to get them to show up there. So the whole thing is it's total crap. Um, But I am on board with Oklahoma not playing that game. Same. I would. I would. Love to see players locally that are stars on the football team be compensated and compensated really well for endorsing businesses, making appearances, doing all that stuff. I'm all on board with that. But this other thing. I'm not on board with it.
3: Yeah, other big news, Justin Harrington is back on the team. Parker's saying that uh, he lost his scholarship and his jersey number. He's now jersey number 37. We did a crystal ball take on him. Uh, Parker thinks he's going to be a two-deep guy but going to have a hard time breaking through in the starting lineup. I think he's going to be a fringe two-deep guy and not really going to be a factor unless some injuries happen in front of him. I I just think that he's starting – kind of back in the pack at this point. What's your crystal ball looking like for Justin Harrington? Long way to go, I know, but...
2: Long way to go. I'm interested to see where they play him. The last crew tried the corner route, which, man, the... I I I loved that idea because he's got great length, he's got great athletic ability, but... The move to corner is a really tough one. I think he's a perfect nickel. Now, I don't know that they're going to play him at nickel. I don't know that they've even considered that. I mean, the natural thing, of natural safety. They need numbers at safety right now, so that's that's probably where he's, he's going to end up. But, you know, he could, like, frankly, he could be a backer. A nickel or safety, I think. I think the corner experiment is, in my opinion, probably done. But I don't know. Like they may, they may try McCormick. Yeah,
3: you got to pick and, and be sure about it, um, because he. I mean, this could be his last year playing college football. So yep. this is this is kind of it for him to, to make it happen.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final segment. Hour number one's next. Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas are just what you need on your drive home. It's the Rush weekday afternoons from 2 to 6 on your home for Sooner fans, the refs.
3: Central Oklahoma Buick GMC Dealers bringing you hour number one of The Rush on this Friday. Hey, a new episode of Diamond Envy, the OU softball podcast just dropped. Please go like and subscribe to that. In uh, Apple Podcasts, Diamond Envy is how you can follow that one. To the Air Conference Solutions text line we go. Someone said Mark Mangino for WWE. (laughs) Hmm. I like it. Hell, did you not see NCAA want something done about NIL now? Question mark, LOL.
2: Yeah, shocker. Yep, Mm. they don't do anything forever. Uh, Suspend kids for signing autographs, um, trading their jersey for a tattoo, and other ridiculous things. Never giving an inch on anything ever. And look what happens. Um, All it takes is some state legislators to start passing laws. And, you know, things go haywire. If the NCAA would have been a little forward thinking and. Like, especially whenever like this started to really, you know, hit a, a boiling point to say that. Okay, you can do this, this and this, but you can't do that. Well, you know, this is what this is what they deserve, frankly, and it's a total mess and I don't know that you're ever going to be able to to rein it in.
3: Please don't pretend that OU is not involved in paying players to come to Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler was driving two brand new vehicles. OU plays the game too.
2: Spencer Rattler had two brand new vehicles from an NIL deal with a car dealership.
3: Yeah, that didn't happen for a true freshman.
2: Yeah. But I don't yeah, and
3: that's fine. Like if you want to give those deals to guys currently on campus, that's cool. Yeah. Um we're we're just talking about giving it to high school kids that has you know, haven't done anything.
2: Yeah. But, I is that suggesting that uh the coaches on staff did that? That's not that's just that's flat out not the case, not the case. And I'm not saying that no recruit ever at Oklahoma has gotten anything. I'm I'm not saying that, but you know because there, there's a lot of things that happen that are out of your control. Whenever you have handlers that are you know snooping around, calling around with with boosters and stuff. I I know that stuff goes on. I'm I'm not naive to that, but. Like At the level of what happens in the SEC, it ain't even close. Not even close. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Hour number two is next.
0: Sound off 24-7, 365.